and welcome to the Arsenal way for what is a World Cup special episode. Uh, myself and Belly are sitting down to have a chat through the Arsenal squad, talk about the players that we think are going to be ending up there. Some we know, some we're still waiting for confirmation on. Uh, but considering today the Brazilian squad uh, is being announced, of course, by the time you listen to this, perhaps it already has. Um, but there are leaked reports which have told us pretty good information regarding who is and who isn't going to be going. Uh, as I say, I'm joined by Bailey. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm, I'm good to see you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby. Um, obviously still in the wake of Arsenal's win against Chelsea. Feeling pretty good about the world of Arsenal right now. And slightly frustrated, of course, that the World Cup is coming. I know I spoke to you on the morning show on uh, on Monday about the frustration of it coming. You seem to feel as though that it would actually maybe be a benefit to give us a bit of a break. I'm still very much on the side of it's preventing momentum. And I think that's an annoyance for us. But uh, what hopefully we can see moving forwards is the benefits of the the break for Arsenal. You know, it's been confirmed Arsenal will play a couple of friendlies out in Dubai before playing a team that's said to be potentially from Spain uh, at the Emirates before the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. Of course, if Arsenal make it through that far, uh, they play Brighton this Wednesday. So we'll see if Arsenal manage to get through to that fourth round. Uh, and it'll be intriguing to see if that is of any way benefits them if they do. But we're going to kick off with uh, what's close to home, which, of course, is England. And uh, there's there's not much debate, I don't think, around Ramsdale and Saka. I think we both know that they're going to go. So we'll start with those two. Saka in particular, uh, I think he is, without a doubt, or rather should be a starter for England. I think he's the most natural right winger that the England setup has right now. And so, therefore, I, I'm kind of hoping – well, no, I say hoping. There's almost a reluctance of me saying I'm hoping that he plays every game. Are you concerned about a player that already gets talked about as a potential risk regarding tiredness? I know you bring it up a lot. Are you worried yeah. that he's going to play too many minutes for England this winter? You know, in the World Cup, it's the World Cup. I'm not. I think if it was a regular game, I would be a bit mm. like, no. But it's a World Cup, and Saka, he's got to play. He's got to enjoy I think for him – his confidence as a player, his maturity as well as a player will, will only increase if he plays regularly in, in this competition. It comes around once every four years. And I think you want to see your players go into the World Cup and thriving for their nations. It can literally boost their careers. It does so much to help them. So I think it could do him more good than actually bad if he if he, if he does play every minute. I'd be more than happy to see him. I think if it was a different situation, if it was qualifiers or friendlies, then mm. I'd be a bit no, but it's, it's the World Cup and there's going to be many other players playing many other minutes. So it's not like Saka's going to be isolated and he's not and he's going to be playing much more than any other player. So I think it's a good thing. I think, yes, I have in the, in the past complained about his burnout and he plays too many minutes, but I think this is such a unique competition where it's different and I think he should be, he should be playing there regularly. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think that, I think that a player like Saka is, is just so unique to England right now, a left-footed, right-sided winger. Uh, you know, you've got the likes of Raheem Sterling, Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, all left-sided right-footers. So, you know, I, I don't really see anyone else coming in and competing with him. Jared Bowen was the other one I thought was brought in in previous squads to be the only real competitor. I suppose Phil Foden could play on the right-hand side if you wanted to, but I kind of want to see him play in the midfield and support yeah. the forward line for England this winter is well, I would personally play uh, Phil Foden in the in the uh, England team. Aaron Ramsdale, uh, Jordan Pickford seems to be the starter uh, still. Uh, Nick Pope as well, as, of course, in there. Jordan Henderson has done very well for Nottingham Forest. I think that we know that Pickford and he Ramsdale will go. It's going to be between Pope and Henderson as to who makes up the third choice 
I think I personally go for Henderson. I think he's been brilliant this season. And I just don't trust Pope's distribution, to be honest. He's a very good goalkeeper, but not necessarily in the modern sense of the term. But Ramsdale, I don't think he'll play any games other than if it's a, a dead rubber at the end of the group sort of thing, which I think is the wrong decision. Yeah, it's... It's it's the it's the wrong decision, but at the same time, TC Ramsdale. And I remember the game at Hungary in the Nations League. I think he absolutely lost Gareth Southgate's trust in that game, unfortunately. And Pickford just hasn't done anything wrong for him to be dispossessed as 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 England's goalkeeper. And I think as much as we say form is important going into the tournament, there are certain situations where I do believe international form can also do, be just as important. And I think with a goalkeeper situation. Pickford's been England's number one and I do think he should remain as England's number one this might sound bad on my on my side <laughs> but he just until he does until he he does a mistake until he, he does a major blunder like Rob Green at the 2010 World Cup I don't think he deserves to be displaced Pickford I don't think he's done anything wrong for Everton this season either I have got a piece coming out at 8 o'clock actually 8 p.m tonight as we're recording mm. this why Ramsdale's got the most clean sheets in the Premier League alongside Nick Pope funnily enough which could boost his chances but I think Pickford has had a relatively good season and he's been very trustworthy anytime he's been given a number one shirt for England. And I think that should keep his spot. But for the first game, maybe he might do a mistake and then Ramsdale should definitely be number two. Mm, yeah, we'll have to wait and see uh, who ends up getting that spot. I think it will be Pickford that obviously starts for England, but I think for Ramsdale, for me, is absolutely the, should be the number one choice. Uh, the one that's more up in the air uh, is Ben White and whether or not he will be involved in the squad. Now, I think it would be criminal if Ben White is not somehow involved in the England squad this summer. He has been one of Arsenal's standout players, I think, of the season. Defensively, he's been an absolute rock. And England needs some of that defensive security, believe me, especially on that right-hand side. There's been so much talk of James and Trent and uh, and Trippier as well, who, I, to be honest, I think I see starting, actually, for England on that right-hand side. I think Trippier will be the player that starts there. Um, but with James's injury, with Walker's injury, Trent, of course, has been under increasing criticism. He has to be in the squad, doesn't he? Absolutely. TC, if Gareth Southgate is looking to utilise the five, three, uh, three, uh, five at the back formation, mm. what centre, what player can be a better player than Ben White at right centre back in almost world football at the moment? Right centre back is Ooh. literally made. Saliba is going to play there for France, apparently. Yeah, oh, God, don't do that to me. Yeah, true, true. But yeah. Talking just in general for English players, Ben Wright, Ben White, sorry, there's not a player who fits that position more perfectly than he does. He's been playing right back for Arsenal. He's naturally a centre back. Right centre back is literally perfect for Ben White. That's why I was absolutely confused. I was absolutely shocked that he wasn't in the last September international break squad. Because if you're going, if you're going with a five out of back formation into the World Cup, then Ben White is an absolute certainty. One of the first names actually on the list to go to the World Cup, in my opinion. I should be starting as well. I say that. Uh, the reason why I pause is um, apparently uh, there might be some breaking news that may come as a surprise uh, to a few oh. people. Um, Gabriel Martinelli, potentially. Uh, mate, this is awful because we're recording this. And as we're recording this, the squad's coming out. I haven't seen the official thing, but there's reports suggesting that Martinelli is actually in the squad for Brazil. So those that are watching this back, wow. you'll probably know this already. But... Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, apparently, Martinelli might be in. We'll get to Brazil. By the time we get there, maybe we'll have more <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> Bailey's rapidly searching for it. Um, sticking with goalkeepers after we've covered Rams, uh, Ramsdale, Matt Turner expected to be still going at the moment. He hasn't been in the squads because of this groin situation that he's got. 
do you think that Zach Steffen, playing week in, week out for Middlesbrough, has, has put himself in a position with Turner's recent injury to start for the US men's national team? It was a brave move by Zach Steffen. I do respect what he did because he knew he needed to play. Maybe he got assurances from the from the United States coach that if you play games, you'll be you're the number one. I think both players, both Steffen and Turner, were not going to play regularly for Arsenal for Manchester City alike. So they had to to make a move. And I think going into World Cup, you wouldn't be playing games. And unfortunately for Matt Turner, he hasn't been playing games. And you mentioned TC's injury as well. And I think that might have mm. just given Zach Steffen that actual boost. And for me, I don't know about you, TC, but if I'm with my country of England, for example, I'd rather a goalkeeper who's been regularly playing than a keeper who's on the bench but plays for a better team. I just like, you know, just the knowledge that he's been playing games regularly rather than being rusty and then going into World Cup. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I think that Matt Turner has shown to be a goalkeeper that is competent, that can do a really good job for us when called upon. I think the last couple of games we saw him, he did really, really well. Uh, and yeah, I think that he will still start for the US if he is indeed fit, which is still in question as of right now. Um, but hopefully he does return and is ready for the tournament. Uh, so they're saying, in- sorry TC, they're saying about Martinelli, apparently he's in over Roberto Firmino. So oh really? Very interesting. Very Martin interesting. In. Those of you that this this is like me and you can tell me and Bailey are used to doing live shows, um, <laughs> <laughs> sitting here discussing this because listeners already know exactly what's happened. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting indeed. It also means that a piece I was writing is completely so, in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely in the mud. So, they published yeah. it. <laughs> well, at least yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's all, all written. I'm gonna have to make some serious changes. So looking forward to the, getting to work on that after this stream but I mean yeah let's talk about it now because it seems to be confirmed Martinelli in Jesus in Gabriel Magalhaes not in let's start with him is that a surprise that Gabriel Magalhaes has not been included when you look at the defenders uh, like Danny Alves supposedly being called up like Billy TC I told you all this time no I'm joking <laughs> I'm joking yeah, I'm joking no, honestly, I'm looking at um, Brazil's centre-backs. You've got um, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, Militao and Bremer. Maybe Bremer and Gabriel Magalhaes, that was the, the toss-up on who, who who would be in the team. I think I'd go for Gabriel Magalhaes. He's been absolutely solid. And he was, Bremer was Juventus' second choice. He They wanted uh, Gabriel Magalhaes in the summer as well. So I think that proved a lot. But I suppose... Brazil are very strong defensively in the centre and that is where Gabriel excels. I don't think he's played uh, left-back or right-back. I know Bremer has uh, um, on either side. So maybe that could be the major the major reason for Gabriel Magalhaes' omission. But again, it's unfortunate. But again, hopefully he does mentally recover and he comes back and rests well for, for Arsenal uh, going forwards. Mm, absolutely. Um, well, it's been interesting to see kind of how he reacts to it because from a mental standpoint... Um, you were considering and looking at potentially seeing a player like him being so confident going into the World Cup to have all of that, you know, taken away in some kind of senses because for Brazilians, as I've talked about on the channel, getting to the World Cup is so big. Like, if you speak to many football fans, would they rather their club win the Champions League or their country win the World Cup? You speak to people in England, they probably would lean more towards their clubs. But you speak to... Brazilians, and I've got a couple of friends of mine that are Brazilian, and the the World Cup is just like, it's on this pedestal amongst, uh, above everything else, like everything else. So for a player like Gabriel, you know, it's going to be a big hit. However, on the flip side of that coin, Martinelli and Jesus, who have both really pushed in these last few months, uh, especially the frustration of Jesus not getting on the score sheet, 
both of them in the squad. Martinelli, a surprise, because there was leaked, supposed leaks, that he wasn't actually being called up. But we're now seeing, as we record this, um, the reports <laughs> suggesting that he is. And you're saying that Firmino's the one that will miss out yeah. for Martinelli. Yeah, apparently Firmino is the one that misses out. I'm so, so happy for, for Gabriel Martinelli, TC. You mentioned it there, you said it perfectly, that Brazil, the World Cup is the pinnacle for Brazilians who, who play, play professional football. Mm. Martinelli doing that at such a young age is such a big thing for him. And I think, again, as I said for Bukayo Saka, Martinelli will only grow being in a camp alongside Finishes Jr., being alongside Neymar, just looking on how they play. That can only benefit Gabriel Martinelli. And I really do hope that he does go far go far and uh, and, and, in, and deep into the tournament with, with Brazil. I think it would be a great thing for him. And I'd like to see him. I'll also play as well. Hopefully, he's just not just a, a bit part player. But I did mention mm. that um, going into the world, I saw... I feel like Brazil's right side is much stronger than the left side. They've got Rafinha, Anthony, Rodrigo plays out there as well. Neymar usually for Brazil plays in the centre. So it would be a toss-up between Finnish Junior and Martinelli. And I think that gives Martinelli a big chance to actually get some minutes in the tournament as well. So good for him. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Martinelli, I was in the press conference where he was, you know, talking about potentially being in the squad and he was saying that, you know, he, he's done everything he can. He can't ring up the coach and ask, you know, to be in the squad. And this, this is huge. And I think that, you know, it's just so much better him going because he, I don't think he's going to play that much. I think he might come off the bench in a few games. I think he might start a dead rubber in the group if Brazil have already got through by the last game. And that's great. I think off the bench, Martinelli could be really dangerous. I don't necessarily see what Firmino brings when you've already got Jesus and Richarlison going. So I think the right choice was to take Martinelli and he has absolutely deserved that. So a massive congratulations to him and Jesus for making it, of course. And I would like to say, uh, Pedro, Pedro is still going. It's Pedro ahead he of is, Firmino yes. as well. That is interesting to say the least. So yes, indeed. Uh, I scrapped another idea that I was thinking of as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that news has really kind of catapulted some of my plans, which is great. But no, I'm very happy for Martin Ali. Um, very happy indeed. Um, returning to the defence, uh, William Saliba is now, mm-hmm. according to reports from France, expected to start in a potential back three with Rafa Varane and Badia Shield because wow. uh, Kunde is is obviously out. Fafana is out. Um, there's even doubts about Varane, but I think he will be fine for the tournament. How do you feel about him potentially playing in that role? That defence, that free centre-back, that is an amazing, amazing Varane, you've watched Varane. Yeah, Varane. I think Varane... Real Madrid Varane, the man you know Real Madrid Varane, yes. I think (laughs) at France, he's got the the maturity, I think, with Saliba and Badia Shelly on either either side. It's, It's... it's a, it's a solid defence and I'm England as an England fan I'm worried about us our attack coming up against that because that is mm. solid and of course they have Teo Hernandez wing back and we'll see who Saliba plays alongside a right wing back but it does also let us see as well how Saliba will do the three at, back, three at the back formation because it could be an option for, for us in the future but the fact that William Saliba is starting for the World Cup champions just says a lot about his ability and as we said on yesterday's reaction show TC he is for me at the moment one of the best centre-backs if not the best centre-back in the world, and I think the World Cup will be able to mm. you have to showcase that on the biggest of stage, and I can't wait to see to see Willow there. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. He deserves to play. We were talking on the reaction show after the Chelsea game that I don't think we can name a better centre-back in the world football than him right now. Uh, If it wasn't starting, it would have been crazy not to see it. Uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu expected to go away with Japan. That's uh, a positive in, you know, the fact that he's fitness-wise. That gives us encouragement that he should be back. He can play across that back three. I think the World Cup for Tomiyasu and for fans watching, I think it's going to be a great chance to see how he plays in that left centre-back role on the big stage. That's going to be intriguing, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because we've only seen, of course, at full back and Japan, they've got a very, very um, tough, tough group as well with Spain, Germany. Mm. So you're going to be coming up against the best of the best, really. And he, and he will be under pressure. So it will be actually a good tester for Arteta, a little audition for yeah. Tommy Asuna at left centre back row to see how he actually does do. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Thomas Partey is going with Ghana. Uh, I am worried about this. I don't expect Ghana to go far. You know, I don't expect Ghana to go far at all with respect. I just can't see them progressing. That I don't see. I mean, I, I know we've seen Ghana get through to latter stages of international tournaments before, but I just can't see it this time around. However, Partey playing and starting and probably playing most of the 90 minutes in every group game in a short space of time, that's a worry for me. Yeah, I, I want to say it's not because I just like to see, for me, especially African team, I like seeing African teams do really well. And Thomas mm. Bailly is the captain of Ghana. I loved their run in 2010, of course, when Luis Suarez handled the ball and got them knocked out. So it is a shame. Yeah. But I do, when I put my Arsenal hat on, I'm like, damn, we are. this is scary. This is worrying. But hopefully Thomas Bailly does, does stay fit. I think, as I always say, the World Cup is a unique competition and sometimes players... They're different. It's not the same as uh, Premier League 90 minutes, for example, will be different to international stage World Cup 90 minutes. So hopefully mm. Pai does does stay fit and does well. I think I think Ghana could be little dark horses, do you see? They've got really? T of course. They've got Callum Hudson Black Stars. I think that's their nickname, isn't it? Yeah, Black Stars, yep. They've got Callum Hudson Odoi, who's switched. They've got Anaki Williams now. Lamptey. Lamptey, yep. They've they've really improved their their team so maybe you'd watch out for them because of course your guys in their group and South Korea but it's not an easy group at all Ooh. no they could yeah no they could get out of that they yeah. could um Uruguay Darwin Nunez etc yeah. um yeah I mean they they just produce so many strikers don't they Uruguay <laughs> the amount of strikers we've seen in that team it's kind of crazy um last one we need to talk about is Granit Xhaka uh, who will be playing for Switzerland and it's funny because when we watch Xhaka play for Switzerland, we've always been asking ourselves, why can't we see the Xhaka that plays for Switzerland play for Arsenal? Well, the irony is that now we are seeing the Xhaka that plays for Switzerland play for Arsenal. So it's a continuation, really. And do you think that's actually going to be beneficial for him because he's going to be going and playing the role he plays for Arsenal in the role he plays for Switzerland? He's not, you know, deviating and going deeper for Arsenal and having to play further forward for Switzerland. I think that's going to do him the world of good, is it not, playing consistently? Yeah. Absolutely, Arteta has unlocked him at Arsenal. One thing I like about Granit Xhaka TC is his durability. I don't he's rarely ever injured. And I'm, I'm, I feel like he could play the whole season. Let's say Switzerland go for he could play 90 minutes extra time. Mm. He could go back to Arsenal, the exact same player. And there's no no worries about his fitness or, or any issues like that. So I'm excited to see Granit Xhaka. He usually does very well for Switzerland. So hopefully he does get a, get a good... I know he's in Brazil's group, I believe. So he'll be coming up against Gabriel Jesus, mm. Martinelli now. So... That would be uh, very interesting to see. But yeah, hopefully Granit Xhaka does have a have a good tournament as we've unlocked him now. We've unlocked the switch from Granit Xhaka. So it'd be interesting oh, yeah. to see if he can maintain uh, that form. And that's all the players that are going. So it means that we've got a significant list of first-teamers that aren't. I say, well, first-team squads, senior squad that aren't. Gabriel, Tierney, Holding, Cedric, Zinchenko, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Fabio Vieira, who we don't think will get called up for Portugal. Uh, Lekonga, who we don't think will get called up for Belgium. Elneny um, and Ketia. Nelson and uh, Marquinhos as well, uh, all not expected to go. Very quickly, Eddie Nketiah didn't choose to switch to Ghana. I feel that that was a mistake, and I think you agree with this as well. Yeah, I fully agree. I remember from a sport. 
Now, from we can't speak from a personal level. Nothing personal over here. But just from a sporting uh, perspective, I remember Thomas Party uh, edging Enketio on a couple of seasons ago to choose to choose Ghana. And he had the chance, um, of course. I think Ghana wanted to include him in their provisional squad as they did with Hudson Odoya, but he didn't even want to be in a provisional squad. So I think Enketio's mind is on England currently, or maybe he wants to wait and see uh, how, how things progresses after he did sign his new Arsenal deal. So I think from a footballing perspective, a World Cup comes every four years, TC, and you don't know where you'll be in four years' time. You don't know what injuries or, or any other issues you might have. So it is a mm. risk for Menketia, but again, you have to respect it. he's bold because if we're being honest, getting in the England squad is much more tougher than, than getting into the getting into the Ghanaian squad at the moment. So that is, again, it could be testament to Enketia's self-belief that he can break into that England squad. He's the all-time under-21 England goal scorer, so maybe he believes that can... Uh, leverage him into the England senior squad. Hopefully it can as well. Maybe, yeah. Absolute best of luck to him. Um, yeah, I just from a sporting standpoint, I just don't see a route to England. And so if mm. he wants to play international football, I would have, you know, been saying, I think yeah, Ghana I would have been um, the best the best opportunity. But it's not going to happen from the looks of things. Uh, not this tournament. Anyway, uh, Jamaica's another one to look out for. I know they're not going to the World Cup, but Jamaica are behind the scenes working very hard to try and get a lot of players to choose uh jamaica very interesting indeed i like seeing that i, I like yeah. seeing the smaller nations um try and go out and, and improve their squads that way i think they should be more determined to do that uh and yeah we're seeing it with with ghana we're seeing it um in Concacaf with with jamaica as well so yeah why the hell not yeah smash it try and get better squads i think it makes the international scene more competitive yeah, and so. Um, and certainly, I mean, when you think about Leon Bailey's probably the standout within yeah. the Jamaica squad, isn't it? When you've, I think Michael Antonio has that gone through mm-hmm. now. I think yeah, he yeah, he's played a couple of Yeah, yeah. So um, that's great. is yeah. Andre Gray? I think Andre so. Gray. Yeah, they've recruited Amari Hutchinson, and in the 2026 World Cup, do you see that there's going to be 40? I believe 48 teams. So now mm. that's why. It's <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's, that's why. That's why smaller teams are recruiting now. They're starting to really yeah. get their recruitment heads I on. I think they can get. Know, they can, they can get there and it's a major boost for the country. But yeah, as you mentioned, Jamaica now, they've got Leon Bailey, of course, Mikel mm. Antonio, Amari Hutchinson on board. And I'm sure there's going to be many, many other players that will be going to their nations that they can, they're eligible to choose because now they're going to take it seriously with the in- mm. expansion of teams in the competition. There's some Arsenal youth players as well that play international football. Carl Hine for Estonia, yeah. um, uh, Omar Rekic for Tunisia, of course, as well. So there is players to to keep your eyes on. Who knows? Maybe even a certain Charlie Patino will be in an England squad in a couple of years' time. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, just the last point. A lot of players aren't going. Is this a positive for Arsenal? Yes. Yes, I think it's impossible to say it's not. It is a positive mm. for Arsenal. If their country hasn't qualified, then they just let them rest. They get 10 days off. Come back pre another pre-season. I'm about to say pre-season again, but uh, what do you call it? A mid-season, mid-season training camp. Get that back yeah. in, and just stay fit, stay healthy. I think it can only be a positive, to be honest. So, if we have a quick look at the groups as well, um, yeah. and I'll share the screen so people watching as well can get a better understanding of what it looks like. Um, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. No one from uh, Mar- Arsenal in. Did Marcelo Flores maybe? Marcelo uh, Flores. Potentially, I don't think so. I'd be surprised. He's not played that much. I don't know why I started with Group C, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't think he'll be involved. Um, but it's a good shout to say keep an eye on him. Uh, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal and Netherlands. Uh, no one from Arsenal involved there. Group B, of course, England, Iran, USA and Wales. We expect England to probably top that group. I'd be very surprised. I've got a friend of mine who's Iranian who's really telling me that, that they're <laughs> going to top the group. But I'm, I'm doubtful of that. Um, but uh, yeah, you've got Saka Ramsdale and potentially White would expect to push through. 
I think it's between the other three. I think they're pretty close, actually. Yeah, um, so second spot is really up for grabs in, in that group. So you've got Turner who could push through. Uh, as I say, Group C, no one from Arsenal in there. Group D, we expect William Saliba to top that group. Um, Tunisia, actually there, completely skipped my mind that Omar Rekic could even go. Mm. He hasn't been playing, though, for Sparta Rotterdam, so I, I might potentially be a little bit surprised to see him go. I completely forgot that Tunisia were involved in the World yeah. Cup. How bad of me. Um, group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany and Japan. Tomiyasu, of course, as you mentioned, Spain and Germany, we probably expect to go through... But who knows? Maybe, you know, Germany have an absolute mare. And Spain as well. They both had mares and gone out in the group stages before. Maybe it will happen again. Uh, Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia. No one there, particularly Arsenal-wise. The only thing I would say for Arsenal fans to keep an eye on is, is how Jonathan David gets on, of course, for Canada. Uh, one to keep an eye on there. Uh, group G, uh, we've got Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. That, of course, is the Martinelli's, your Jesus's and your Xhaka's of this world. I think that both of those two nations, Switzerland and Brazil, would fancy themselves to try and go through. But don't yeah, you yeah. know? Don't underestimate Serbia with the likes of Vlaovic and Mitrovic and, of course, Cameroon are, are no mugs either. So there is some, some solid quality in that Group G. That's a very interesting one. Um, and finally, Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and South Korea. Thomas Partey's Ghana involved there. Will they get through with Portugal, Uruguay and South Korea? It's a very difficult group for them to try and get through. So maybe we will find the likes of uh, Partey, I think, that potentially Turner, um, Tommy Asu could all be returning slightly early and will obviously join up with the squad in Dubai for their training camp. So there you go. Everything World Cup-wise with some breaking chaos uh, in today's <laughs> record. I'm sure you guys will laugh at in watching through again. Um, but, Benny, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, fella. Thank you, TC. And, of course, it's a World Cup special, so I have to ask you, TC. I'm going to ask you two questions. Your World Cup top goal scorer and your World Cup winner. World Cup top goal scorer will be Kylian Mbappe. Um, yeah. And the winner... I think will be France. I think France will win it. Yeah, I know they're not doing amazing. I just they just turn up for tournaments. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> so do. I'm going to go France and Mbappe. What about you? I'm going to go top goal scorer Karim Benzema. So I'm going to stick with France. And then yep. winner, it's only right I go with Lionel Messi's Argentina. I want the goat to to lift the trophy. So hopefully, really, that just, really, that it's happen. interesting. Neither of us have gone for Brazil because a lot of people have Brazil down as, yeah. as potential winners. And England, you know, Bakai Saka popping up as yeah. top goal scorer. That's all of it. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Uh, anyway, thank you so much, people, for listening. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. We will see you on the next one. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.